Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. What's first in our heart? And this verse says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Seek to understand what is seek. It means to aim or strive after. First, in order of time or sequence, before I do anything else, first. Thank you for being here today and investing time. What is the most precious precious and priceless asset we have? It's time. And when you invest that, it's no small task. This will be the first kickoff of 2021 here at City Life of what God is doing in us as a people. And I believe he's inviting us in today to spend time with him. You know, when you get a meeting request on your computer and uh, you can, in your email, you can accept yes, no, or maybe. And then when you accept it, you get the notification in your calendar if the calendars are turned on and it says, you have a meeting coming up. Envision for a second with me that God of the universe, Jesus in the flesh, raised from the dead, seated on the throne all-powerful, has sent a meeting request to spend time with who? With you. With me. And what do we do when we wake up? A lot of times we just go grab our phone. What do we see on our phones this week? We saw stuff in the news that was startling. I mean, we saw the contrast continuing to become more and more obvious between light and darkness. It's like a Jason Bourne film playing out in front of our eyes. How do we deal with this? It's very important that we act and we do things. And as, you know, hey, City Life, what are we doing this year? What's going on with the Love the City truck? And how are we going to be impacting the block? And what's the vision? What does heaven and Lansing mean? What's that logo mean on the shirt that you guys had at Christmas? I want to know where are we having Bible studies and what's discipleship look like and how are we going to do this? And all that is very important. There's going to come a time in this year, we're going to talk more about what we're doing, but that all flows from who we are, our being. It doesn't matter what we do if we don't do it right. Why do we so assume that what we're going to do, we're going to do it right when so many that we've seen haven't done it right, aren't doing it right? We have to be calibrated often. I was sitting in a, um, a, a session one time with my wife and I, Peter Scazzaro, who wrote the, he, he's coined for the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Um, he wrote a book that many of us read here, which is The Emotionally uh, Healthy Leader. And he talks about that the soul work to get a new operating system could take 10 years. 10 devoted years to transformation deeply to become like Christ. If 2020 showed us anything, 
we're not deeply transformed by Christ yet. That's not shame. That's not blame. But when the storms hit, where do our roots grip? Storms show our character, shows where our help or our hope is in. And I'm not sure about you, but I, I would dare say, you don't want your hope in the world. You first want it in God. You want to stand tall and strong, not on his strength, not on your strength, but his strength. So that's where we're going today and how to position our hearts first of what God wants. A couple things that we will first do is address worry and hurry. Number one, we have a lot of worries as people, we do. What are you worried about right now? Don't answer me, don't answer me in the room. Maybe write it down in your journal. What are you worried about right now? What do you feel hurried about? God has a pace of grace. Now hurry for sure. If, if a kid's crossing the road and you see a car's about to come and you can go and stop it, like hurry, get there. But not a hurried soul. Judah Smith wrote a book called, How's Your Soul? Let's ask ourselves right now, like how is our soul? Is it thirsty, heavy, feel pressure? Is it angry? Is it angry yet sin not? Or is it angry and sin? Where is our souls at? There's an invitation from God today, from the one over time himself, Father Time. And tomorrow we'll be kicking off 21 days of prayer anywhere. We have a guide as a people at City Life inviting us together in to read a Psalm a day and move forward through prayer and being still before God. And that our individual and our collective both matter, but the soul work is the slow work. And that happens individually. Who offers a quick fix? Come on, quick, quick fix. Satan, it's the kingdom of darkness. Here, I'll give you a quick fix. But then you feel like, Yes, you do. You feel like crap. God's offering us something better. And as kids, when we're riding in the car, what do we always say? Are we there yet? Come on, Dad. Dad, are we there yet? Come on, God, and why aren't we there yet? What God offers quick is forgiveness. What God offers quick is salvation. But what he doesn't offer quick is sanctification, transformation, dealing with our family origin, the deep, slow work of the shadows of our sin, the traumas that have taken place in our life. But we have a good guide that is leading us today. Matthew 6, was in that promo, which was so calming and soothing, um, the piano and just, I really believe there's, a, there's just something being birthed here. Even in the graphic, the first, remembering that God take, brings the sun up and down on our days and that he is the one that has provided this day, that his mercies are new every morning. And in Matthew 6, this is in 
uh, a sermon that Jesus is preaching to us. This chapter gives us so much on fasting, on prayer, but he's talking about possessions or the things that we're worried about. The anxieties, the frustrations. Oh, God, why? What is happening? And then in this, he's saying, don't worry about whether you're gonna have clothes. Don't worry about how you're gonna eat. Don't worry, I take care of everything. But here's what I want you to do in Matthew 6, 33. But seek first. Seek first, seek first my phone, seek first what? So what do I do, God? Seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness. This is good news because it doesn't say your righteousness. It doesn't say mine. It is not. It says God is righteous. He is right alone. It is him. It is reserved with him. And all these things will be provided for you. He's saying, just focus on me and the rest will take care of itself. And that does not mean that we're, we're, we just turn a blind eye or we're not active. But what it's saying is how we first position ourselves in the activities of life, in the game of life, in the sphere called mission and us being Christians and wanting to show Jesus to the world that what we do first with God and how we see him is gonna be exponentially effective in every area of our life. Don't take it from me, take it from Jesus. Any word that we've ever heard, if it was hard, I think it's harder when you go to the text. People sometimes are like, Jerome, you're so intense, you're so passionate. I'm like, dude, have you read the Bible? Cats are about it, giving their lives, giving all their possessions, going from city to city, doing whatever it takes, being persecuted, sitting in a climate like Rome where there is so much injustice, but God's people are present and trying to preserve and showing the ways of the kingdom because in the kingdom is an opposite counterculture. We cannot look to the world as our type or our example. We are a countercultural example to the world. That's what we are. We're a sign. It's, a, it's, a, it's like, whoa, there's a different way. Do we think our way is perfect? No, we're not perfect. That's what makes the body and bride of Christ so different. It's imperfect people that have a perfect groom and we're misfits and messes and messed up. So first, before we move on, you're at home and watching this, I want to give you opportunity first to meet Jesus. We are all dead in our sin. And apart from him, we cannot make ourselves brand new. There's only one person that's conquered death. His name is Jesus. And if he raised from the dead, and he's the Lord, then he demands all of our attention. He can save us. He's the only one that can rescue us. If you felt the heaviness, the conviction of sin, don't feel condemnation, but right now feel an invitation to say, Jesus, forgive me, I believe in you, make me brand new. And his quick, instant forgiveness happens in a moment. And then you're instantly in the family to be transformed or get that new operating system, which takes many years. But now, as the Christmas season just was behind us, he's Emmanuel, God with us. He will be with us always. He'll be with you. If you prayed that, I pray that you feel freedom. God says that we're a new creation. I thought it'd be really cool to give you an opportunity to, now it starts to make more sense. Okay, I want to do this Jesus thing. I want to get a little closer. Okay, cool. Well, first let's talk about this. God is outside our time and he's outside our space. I don't know if you've been in some Bible studies or discussions about God and we try to in our 
finite brains understand an infinite being. Some level, God invites us in to process logically with our head, but I think we need to be in awe with our hearts before we even talk about what our hands do. In Psalm 90 verse four, it says, for in your sight, a thousand years are like yesterday that passes by, like a few hours of the night. Time is different with God. He doesn't work on our timeline. When we grieve and we cry, we're frustrated. The Bible ends with, come Lord Jesus. I think that's fitting for the time that we're in. Come Lord, come. But in 2 Peter 3, he hasn't come back yet because he wants more kids to come back home because when he comes back, it's gonna be final. Until then, we're preaching the good news and living the kingdom going about on our day-to-day. And there's a good chance if you're watching this today, you know, and you're in the room, you know what it's like to be haunted in the best way. Meaning you can't go anywhere or have any thought that God doesn't know what's happening in your time. So yet he's outside time and space. He's inside time and space. He is present with us. Psalm 139, seven says, where can I escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If, my, if I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. Whether I'm in the top or the low, you're there, God. And it's sad that our sin sometimes has to get to a dead end. And then the, the quick fix that the enemy promised when he, because he gives a payment. He gives a payment. And when he gives that payment, it's not a good one. And we feel the effects of sin, the shame, the guilt, the condemnation. But yet the, the law is written on our hearts. We know the morality of heaven and this moral standard that God is perfect and I'm not. And then in steps Jesus, the cross, that now we have the bridge, the mediator, we can boldly come with access as children of God. And then as children with God, we're gonna have some good days. We're gonna have some bad days. We're gonna need first to be calibrated every day, every day, all the time. Because we can run, but we can't hide. You can, you can go so far. You cannot hide from God. We can trick our parents. We can trick our friends. We can trick our jobs. We can trick everybody else, but we cannot trick God. So what are we gonna do? 2021, here we are. New year, you, new you, goal set, pace, da, 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 da. No, no, let's, keep, let's go really simple. Let's strip it all down. Just strip it all down. To be still, be at Jesus' feet. Psalm 46, 10, uh, 8 and 10, uh, the message says, attention, all, see the marvels of God. He plants flowers and trees all over the earth. Rhetorical, but do you, you can, do you plant trees and flowers all over the earth? I don't, but I'm grateful that God did and does. He bans wars from pole to pole. He breaks all the weapons across his knees. Step out of the traffic. Take a long, loving look at me, your high God 
above politics, above everything. Because as kids, we want to say, no, but, but here, God, I got this request. Or, God, listen to me, listen to me. No, he's above everything. And to get to that posture as a human, that I'm not in control, he is. And he sends us a meeting request to spend time with him. Today, we're gonna to look at one story. I want you to re-up right now. That's an introduction for our year. And here's the message. That's not the message. The message is this, spending time with Father Time. Spending time with Father Time. Who's Father Time? God himself. He invites us to spend time with him. One story we'll look at is Martha and Mary out of Luke 10, 38 to 42, it says, while they were traveling, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Job, Martha. Martha in this story, you'll see that she gets, she kind of becomes um, the bad example, but she's, she's winning. She's customarily doing the right task. She's welcoming Jesus in. And Martha and Mary, these are friends of Jesus's. He cares about her. And this is very important to know because women aren't esteemed in the culture. They're marginalized. The fact that Jesus comes and cares about us, gender, race, our economic status. Jesus goes to the low first. He has an affinity for those who are marginalized. And that's good news. Uh, verse 39, she had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. And she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Pause for a second. For the people that do stuff and get stuff done, we all relate with this. Don't you care, Jesus, that I'm the one doing this? You have multiple kids. You know, some kids do more with the chores than others. Doesn't make one better or worse. But, and then the one who does more chores, they're gonna be like, don't you care that I'm the one doing the chores? I've left here to serve alone. She's doing what's right though. As it continues, so tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. Anytime in scripture, you see something repeated twice. This is equivalent in our day and age. There's a gif attached to it or a gif. I didn't even know that that was the appropriate pronunciation. So I was sitting with my good friend, John, and he is brilliant. And he goes, I said gif. And then a couple sentences later, he said gif. And I instantly knew I'm wrong. I didn't even, I, I didn't even, I didn't think about, it. I was like, I'm wrong. It's gif. And there is a little bit of debate that it could, should, and is both, but it is technically a GIF. Um, just spell it with a J for crying out loud. Some, right? Come on, somebody. But this is, so anytime you're saying Martha, Martha, this is a GIF attached. This is a, a bold, an exclamation point with it. Highlight, underline, listen to me. Look at this link. It's hyperlinked. Would you just pay attention? And so he's trying to get her attention. And he says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away from her. 
the political climate's crazy in Jesus's day. Sin on full display, just like we see now. So Jesus, why aren't you solving everything? Why aren't you telling Mary, get up, let's go to, get, get, get to work. Because the posture of doing always comes from the posture of being and with the relationship, Father God, spending time with Father God. Few observations from the story. Number one, home was the setting. Home was the setting. 38, Martha invited him into her home. That's there on purpose. Because Jesus, when we abide with him, we are resting or we're home in him. We're safe. If you don't feel safe some days, we all don't feel safe many times. Can I ever be myself? Can people really see me? Do I fit in? Do I belong? And we get glimpses of when people accept us and we naturally fit with some people. That stuff's really cool. But there's really only one that we belong to and belong with. And that's the one who made us. And he loves you. He loves you so much. Every part of you. All the weird little quirks and things you think about. He loves it all. He made you. He loves your passion. He loves your tears. He's with you. Your personality. And he wants to unleash and unlock the child in each of us. And he comes into our home to do that. And he dwells, tabernacles with us, the spirit of the living God for those in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit right there, home, which transcends place. It transcends address. It is always, I am a home with God always. And this Mary Martha story is so cool to highlight that home was the setting. Number two, Mary was postured at Jesus's feet as a disciple, a learner. This is key because women don't have access in the synagogue to be postured at the feet of a rabbi and just to learn. They don't, and there's no men around that we get in the story. There's a woman who's learning at the feet of Jesus. She's postured at his feet, postured to learn as a disciple. I'm in, you teach me, you're the leader, you're in control. Oh, I just wanna listen, he's here. When he steps in the room, do we have that kind of, he's here. Oh, I'm in, I woke up today. Oh, God wants to spend time with me. We gotta detox from some junk, that's what fasting. And, but, if we, but if we are careful, we start to feel these New Year's messages or plan yourself and do this first. We start to feel like, okay, I know I got to, I should spend time with God. And if I don't spend time with God, I'm like, oh, it won't lead to good results. And the enemy does the quick thing. And I gotta do the slow thing because the soul work is the slow work. And I gotta do that soul work because I want my soul to be open. Instead of remembering, man, God is just recklessly and, and, and so passionate about us that, that it should demand a certain type of response that says, you know what? My phone stinks in comparison to God. Every relationship stinks in comparison with God. And whatever I got to do to cut this stuff out of my life, by all means, let me do it. And we start to then say, oh, I want to be postured as a disciple at his feet. Number three, Mary had a posture. It's a tough one. Because I, okay, I'm being used by God right now to, as a, speaker to an oracle, hopefully stir up 
a pastor to equip people for the work of the ministry. But friends, don't get it twisted. Even though I'm talking, this is all formed by me listening. Because Mary had a posture of listening. Maybe if you want to, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth, but, you know, two ears, there's a reason. You need to be listening twice as much as you talk. But if you think about the people in your life you love the most, they listen to you. And if we see that we're changed by God and he loves us, am I listening to him? So when I enter that time with him, am I, am I already coming? Hey, God, I want to tell you about my prayers. I want to tell you about my frustrations. Me, 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 me. You know, the me monster comes out. God, I'm struggling. Ow, ow, ow. Instead of like, who are you? Who are you? What do you say? You're amazing. Your ways are higher. That's why I love that worship song. You're higher. I can't figure this out fully. I'm going to submit. I, I need to stop. I don't want to go and have plans. The worry is that when you go to Matthew 6 in one of the guides, that, the guide that we're going to give out, you go to Matthew 6, you read it. And at the end, he says, why would you even worry? You don't even know what tomorrow's going to bring. Today has enough trouble to worry about. So yesterday, you go away. Today's already hard enough. So I'm going to seek. Get it. First, God. And as we are listening with Jesus, here's, here's what I want. I want to paint a picture for us. The world and, and Satan's voice is like this. You're a nobody. You'll never be good enough. There's hate, there's war, there's death. You're gonna die destruction. You're gonna keep going back to those patterns. See, it's so loud all the time. And the reason it's so loud is because the enemy is so far away. Because when you're close with Jesus Christ, God is soft and he whispers because he doesn't have to loud loudly yell because he's so close. They say, oh, hey, like God's voice is so gentle and soft. How? Why? Because he's closer than the air I breathe. He's closer than I think or I could dream. He's so close. So close. It's hard to hear a whisper when everything else is so loud. So we're saying, devil, get behind us. We've listened to you too many times for too long. For some of us, does that mean no social media this season? Maybe. I don't know what's loud in your life. For me, it, it meant it was pretty loud. It's not a checkout. No, I'm checking in to what matters most. I'm checking in to God. I'm checking in with my family. I'm checking into my city checking with the people who I'm with in community with. I like that Nextdoor app because that Nextdoor app is about what's happening in your block, your neighborhood. There's a lot of stuff going on in our block, two, three in the morning, crazy stuff happening. So what do we go do? What do we go do about it? I don't know. Yeah, we can go do stuff. But God's inviting me in to be with him. And then from that posture of listening to him, he'll show me what to do. He will. He will, and he does, and he does every single time. Um, we're going to begin to wrap this up, and we're going to worship as a people. We're going to give us some time and some space to just be still. And I'm going to lead us in that, and a couple points rapid fire as we do that and get to it. Um, but, but, but one 
one roadblock right now that I know that could be happening. I'm not qualified to be with God. I'm never gonna be good enough. Don't let shame stop you from living naked with God. When Adam and Eve, they hid, they went and got clothes and they were naked and they were ashamed, they were embarrassed. No, they were naked before that. Then they hid when they sinned. God's inviting us back into that experience all the time. Everything we can bring to him, every single thing, we live naked with God. Number four, Martha was distracted by her many tasks. Here's a swear word. I wanna give us a swear word right now. Busy. Busy's a swear word. Don't say it to me. Don't say it to you. Don't say it to anybody. You're busy. Let's rechange it. Hopefully they're focused and they're effective. And everyone's pace is different. My pace is faster than some. But you don't get to see those moments when I'm just sitting by myself, confused, frustrated. I'm like, God, I don't know anything. Put on the song, wait. The worship team wrote here, shameless plug, put on wait and just wait. God, I can't do this one. I had a meeting with my friend, Josh, who's City Life, City Life of Rockin'. And he wrote on our wall, we got all these words. When you walk downstairs, he wrote, what's the right pace? That's what he wrote. What's the right pace? I know one thing for sure. It's not hurry. It's not worry. And it's slow. She was distracted by her many tasks. So we're not anymore. We're not saying, hey, I'm busy. Hopefully I'm being focused. I'm saying yes to what I'm present to. And I'm saying no to a bunch of other stuff. So I'm saying yes to all that God is. And number five, here we are. And then we're just gonna experience this. We're gonna practice this. We're gonna jump in right now. We're gonna, we're gonna do a deep dive, cannonball. Like, woo, um, I get nervous on the, the diving. I, I, my threshold for heights is, I don't know, a five foot ladder, which just means it's the same height as me. I mean, it's not high. I start to get nervous, uncomfortable. I feel very confident and comfortable on the ground with gravity. The Lord made me that way. It's amazing, like gravity, it's holding me down. But it, no matter what the height is, we should never be afraid with God to jump off the diving board and get in the water. Not, not one of these like, oh uh, yeah, no, no, just jump in. Because only one thing is necessary. Only one thing, letting God deeply form us. Jesus didn't say, hey, you gotta go out there and change the world right now. Martha, in fact, I, I want you to keep doing everything in the kitchen. He didn't rebuke her because she was customarily doing what she should have done. I have a guest, I'm gonna host. We have a prophet in the room. She believed not just the prophet, the Messiah. See, our to-do list might be long this year. Our worries might be long this year. Our frustrations, our pains, all, it all might be long this year. But first, first, do the one thing. Hear the voice of God saying, come. There's an invitation with me. Come, come, come. Luke 4, Luke 10, 40, I mean, that's what he said here when we read the story. But one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away from her. We can't judge each other's pace. We don't know all the actions that each one God is calling us to do. 
as a people here at City Life, we do things together. The greatest thing we do together is we're a family. We worship as one united people in Jesus Christ. But then we are love the city one life at a time. Who we are, what we do, everywhere we go, we are the temple on the move. But for all of us individually, we got to get stronger. And that only takes place in one place, at the feet of Jesus listening. And that one thing will never be taken away from us, ever. Ever. Our tasks, our to-do lists, our health, all be taken away. But God with us can't be. Who wants to say no to that? Come on, none of us. So let's start saying no to the things we should. I gotta put my phone further away when I wake up. I, I, you've heard me say this before, but I, I start taking cold showers. I finish, let me be specific. I finish my shower cold because when I wake up, sometimes it's so heavy, anxiety, depression, things that hit me. I need, I heard that cold water can help and it does. Helps to remind me of what is true. Spending time with the one who made me. And if I start to then check my email or whatever, it's like I'm getting tripped on the way to the secret place. But if I get to the secret place, if I just get to the secret place and I just get to that one thing, I just get, I open up my Bible. I let God's word to speak. If I can just get to that one thing, nothing else seems to matter. Like it all starts to calibrate. If I just get to that one thing, not if I'm feeling it or whatever, and I start to let him shape me, inform me deeply of who I am in the depths of my soul. And let him do that slow work. We, we know when we've read the Bible before and you don't even remember what you read, pick a word sometimes and just soak on it. Be still, listen, God. That's a big enough word to focus on, God. So in the room and at home, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take some deep breaths. One of the tools I learned recently, it's kind of from desert father, early church history, monastic, was breathing, you know, breathing. And, and um, the, one of the monastic priests in this podcast I was listening to, he said, when, for 20 minutes straight, they do solitude as a life of uh, just being still before God, but, but it's their commitment to God first. And the greatest thing they do for this world is pray. Now I, I'm like, who am I to say? Okay, they just feel called to pray. You know, and when I'm looking at my city, we need to pray and uh, get in the schools, you know, like to love the kids who are struggling, getting behind, like invest in the future. But that's the passion God gave me. And, and we share some of those things and stuff too. And, and, and in their devoted life, they feel genuinely called, which is profound. And there's something to get there as, as I listen to him. And he's saying, they just, for 20 straight minutes, he just does, he breathes in, Abba. And he exhales, Father. And he says that 20 straight minutes. And he goes, that's better than any prayer I can say. Just remembering that Abba, Father, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. Well, Abba's two syllables and Father's two syllables. So what I found in my shorter breathing, okay, <laughs> is Abba. So I've, I've got it down. You could pick anyone you want. He's probably the more pro level, but let me break it down for the schmo level, which is Abba, Abba. Just breathe right now. Focus on your breathing. It's closer than we think. Abba.
you feel? Your mind starts to wander, just gently come back. watching this and you've got kids going crazy in the background. There's no shame. I get it. Um, our kids are running wild sometimes. You don't, you don't get the luxury to sit here in this space. That's, you might have to come back to this at three in the morning, four in the morning. I'm not sure what time will fit good with you, but the discipline of what we're doing here right now translates to any place at any given time. We created a resource for 21 days of prayer. And it's 21 days of prayer anywhere. It's on our website, citylifelancing.com. If you're on our email blast, it's gonna go out with the email blast. But starting tomorrow, we're gonna read through a Psalm a day. We're gonna have those 21 days of prayer anywhere. We're gonna soak in the Psalms and soak at his feet. And there's some resources and some language of, if you feel called to a fast, let's do it. You feel called to learn more about prayer. There's links in there of why or how. But we pray that this will be a slower season, some slow work. Vision events come in and what we're gonna do with, you know, just, yeah, yeah, neat, neat, neat. The best work God's trying to do is in you. It's the best work he's trying to do. It's in you. I, um, heard a pastor say, a, a pastor plants the, a church to reach the city because he, he has a burden for it. But God plants the church to reach the pastor because there's no other seat that would sanctify him like that one or her. And it's been true. It's just forced me to be more with Jesus to know I can't. Whatever seats you're in, in your job, He's planted you there on mission. But he's planted you there so that you're his mission. He loves you. Loves you. Wherever the gap, the frustration, whatever the dreams, the frustration, all of it, the worries, the hurry, he loves you. We're going to worship and close today and be in this space a little bit more. We're hoping to look to be in person uh, full on for, you know, Easter. That's what we're praying for right around there. So be in prayer with us for that. You're probably watching at home like, I wish I was in the room, but don't believe the lie. Don't believe it. Because God's spirit is right there for you. And when you're home alone, when stuff hits the fan and nobody's there, but you and God, his inexhaustible supply, his never ending love is the one thing that will remain and it will never be taken away from you. Never. Don't let anything take that away. That is a truth. It can't be taken away, but don't let it be distorted. That's what I mean. Friends, if we could, uh, like, I just wanna, I mean, we used, our services technically in our, uh, we're about 53 or six, 63 minutes right now. I mean, but who's counting? 
But we always said we'd go, we went 70 in the, uh, 70, right? About 70, it said in our experience guide, right, Torn? <laughs> so I think we got at least seven more minutes because we had the countdown. How, we don't want to play church, we want to be the church. Let's do that whole song at the beginning. Let's do the whole thing again, same way you guys did it. It was wrecking me. And I think it's going to wreck a lot of us right now. And the Holy Spirit's going to speak to us first of what matters in our life as we make a commitment to say yes to the invitation that God is sending to us right here, right now. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.